Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us this week, and we are talking about the gift of Jesus. And Robbie, this is probably the most spectacular Eve that we've ever... Yeah, we've never done it, right? It is the Eve of Eves. Yeah, other than Eve, (laughs) you know. Yeah, how spectacular. We've waited all these years to actually do the actual Christmas Eve masculine journey yeah so it's christmas eve masculine journey and so what a better topic i can't think of one or we would have had it <laughs> the gift of jesus you know and so what are we grateful for for the gift of jesus and, and it goes everywhere you know as far as our clips go just where god took us with this adventure it's been pretty cool to see what's been happening as we kind of did our prep coming into the show to see where god had each of our hearts headed yeah it's a potpourri no doubt of relationship, right? Yeah. That each guy's relationship and season, right? Seasons are definitely a part of what's going on yeah. with each of these. And it's a neat thing about walking in community with different generations, right? Yeah. Some people are at the point like Andy lost his mom this week, really difficult. Um, other people are just getting engaged to be married. And mm-hmm. it's it's just a season. Um, and fortunately, we have a Savior who's there for every season. Absolutely, that's true. You know, I think it's pretty interesting that last week's show is just tell me what you want, what you really, really want, you know, for Christmas. And we really struggled. But this week, we didn't like for clips at all, which I think is really cool because I think we're focused on the right part, right? You know, something about our heart comes alive when we think of the gift of Jesus, you know, versus what is it that I really want? (laughs) You know, it, it just pales in comparison. And so, actually, our first clip tonight is, uh, this is only the second time, isn't it, Harold, that you've had a clip on the, uh, on the show? That was yep. a microphone, not Harold's bones, making that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really, really sure? Thank you for that clarification. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is uh, only the second time for me. This is an excellent clip. I love this clip. So you want to tell us a little bit about it? Do you want to play it? How would you like to proceed? This, this clip is from the movie How to Train Your Dragon 3. Uh, I fess up that I have not seen the movie. I was looking for an appropriate clip, and I thought this was great. Uh, now I may want to see the movie. <laughs> but uh, there's several elements in this thing that uh, I really relate to. Uh, you'll hear him talk about his, his wife, who's apparently not with him and the child any longer, and uh, the gift and its greatness. Yeah. So. Go with the clip. Okay, here we go. Son, 
You should be asleep. I was thirsty. Yeah, come here. Dad, <coughs> are you gonna get us a new mom? I don't want another. Your mom was the only woman for me. She was the love of my life. But with love comes loss, son. It's part of the deal. Sometimes it hurts, but in the end, it's all worth it. There's no greater gift than love. That was that was what resonated with me because John 3.16 is one of my favorite verses, as it is for so many others. God loved us enough that he sent his son. And the verse that ties to that is, is from John 15.13, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Uh, to me, in thinking about the gift of Jesus, it all involves love. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people think that we're nothing. Uh, to the contrary, I think we're everything. There is nothing that is that's not there because of us. God loved us enough that he created all of this. And before any of it existed, he had planned what was needed for us in order for him to express his love and share it with us for eternity, as long as we're willing to join with him. Uh, And that's another part of his love is he leaves it up to us. Mm -hmm. We're not forced and we're not kept from it. We're invited into it, and if we accept the invitation, bingo. That's awesome. That's a great clip. Thank you, Harold. Appreciate that. Rodney, we are over to your clip, and this is based on a true story. Not that How to Train Your Dragon wasn't, but this is based really? on a true story. It might have been. <laughs> I wasn't there. Oh, I, I, did, I was hoping to get a dragon someday. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> well, this clip is Secretariat, and it's about the making of a champion it's kind of a it uses part of the movie in the clip but then they're also talking somewhat about it so it's kind of what's taken from but like many of us kind of said it was wasn't real easy to find something that really could completely capture what a gift jesus is because we all had like we said earlier the potpourri of ideas and thoughts about what jesus really means to us and he means Kind of, you know, the first thought was, I think, everything. That's the very first thought I think he had when you, I think, when you sent it out. And then it really was like, well, it is finished, you know. And then I kept going through, you know, undeserving, unmerited favor, all kinds of different things. And I just happened to, when I listened to this clip of Secretary, it has many different lines in it that kind of uh, helped me to express many different thoughts in one single clip. So let's go. The story of Secretariat is the story of a horse and the people around him who were able to do things that no one thought was possible. As far as underdog stories, that's maybe the best one of all. You're about to see something that you ain't never seen before. You're guaranteeing that this horse is going to win the Triple Crown. It takes a lot out of a horse to run in one of the Triple Crown races. Three races, three states, in just five weeks. Hasn't been done in 25 years. Secretary is moving like a tremendous machine. 
This is unbelievable. No horse can take this pace. He was like Michael Jordan of all race horses. ESPN did the 100 greatest athletes. And Secretary was ahead of Mickey Mantle. That's how unbelievable his presence was. Entering the final turn, Secretariat surging past Anglelight. It was as if God whispered in his ear, go, and he went. Secretariat pulling away at blazing speed. Oh, Secretariat did something that no one thought was even conceivable. So what this story gives us is a sense that there are capabilities in each of us that are beyond what we think we can have. And that life is about finding how far you can go, how fast you can run, and you never know until you try, until you run. So in there, you have so many different lines and just starting off with just capable of doing things that no one thought was possible. You know, you've got the whole miracles of Jesus. And again, it's a miracle that I am a son of God at this point because I wasn't, you know, looking. If it wasn't for God coming to grasping me, I'd still be out there doing the same stupid human tricks I was doing before. And then, you you know, it comes into about, you know, the guy's like, you see something you've never going to see before. And it's like, that's what they all saw when he walked this earth. They saw something that was never seen before. And just to think about what it was like to go through that, that's why I love watching The Chosen because it helps me just to kind of put other pictures together of what things might have been like at that time walking with Jesus. Then they talk about being unbelievable and capabilities that are you know, way beyond anything that we can have. Well, that's the Holy Spirit in us. That's Christ abiding in us. That's us abiding in Him and that relationship that is just something that is still indescribable. We, could, we we throw words at it, we throw explanations, we throw thoughts out there, but it's something that really none of us are really good at describing. And then to get to the point where now that you're at that point and you realize, okay, I've had this encounter with God, and God is real, and I'm not him, and you sit there, now how far can I run in that race? It's like Paul said, right, how are you going to run? What are you going to do? How are you going to serve this God that has given you so much? And then I just love the fact that as we're talking about gifts, I happen to be reading Romans, you know, and 515 through 517 just talks again and again about gifts. And, you, and I was just more and more thinking about, you know, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gifts that, you know, salvation and sanctification and everything else that God does in our lives. It's just, it's just constant giving and giving and giving and giving. And it's just hard for me to even fathom life now without him. I mean, it's kind of like we we're all said earlier before we got in here. It was just, it's, it's Christ forever. It's Christ <laughs> when we're going to actually, we know him now, but what we're going to see and know him on the other side of eternity as outside of this life, it's just going to be beautiful. Yeah. I thought it was interesting at one part in the clip where uh, one of the people say that it's as if God whispered in his ear and told him go. to run. Yeah. yeah. Go. Yeah. Right. And it makes me think of the chariots of fire clip where you know the the guy talks about you know, when he runs he feel God, he feels God's pleasure right right and so there are times you know and I think and I've seen you guys do it where you step into that place where God's got you right where he wants you and you step into that lane you know and, and you step out and you do it in faith and, and you see it come alive 
you know, it's really cool to watch Jesus do that in each one of you as we've worked, you know, through things together at a boot camp, at the radio show, those types of things that, you know, he, he constantly is giving those gifts as well. Yeah. And you, you want to really look forward to another gift. Yeah. But usually what most often it, you realize, oh, he just gave me a gift I didn't even, wasn't even looking for. Yeah. 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 Which is pretty common. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. I, I'm always looking for something. The probably, obvious. Yeah, the yeah. obvious. And yeah. it's not always the obvious. Sometimes it's so small and and uh, obviously more meaningful. Yeah, it's, it's usually what I want. Like Jim always says, it's something, it's what I wanted, but God had something better in mind. Yeah, that's yep. true. Yep. So what do, I'm asking you out there, what does the gift of Jesus mean to you? We're going to be going to break here in just a little bit, you know, here in about half a minute. But uh, um what does that gift of Jesus mean to you on Christmas Eve today? What a better day to, to think about it. Well, tomorrow might be a little better, but there's not a much better day, maybe one. You know, to think about that, what does truly the gift of Jesus mean to you? Is it, is it salvation? Yes. Is it relationship? Yes. I mean, you fill in the blank. I'm not going to fill it in for you, but spend some time with God. You know, while we're at break and we'll come back, we'll talk more about it. We've got great clips to get in. Go to MasculineJourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. That's coming up uh March 30th through April 2nd and the entrenchment June 27th and 28th. We'll talk to you after the break. How did uh, God remind you who you were at boot camp? Oh, in so many different ways. From beginning to end, you better expect God to show up because he's going to show up. If you give him the time, he's going to show up big at this boot camp. It's so important to me that I'm going to drive 550 miles to get there. You can spend three days laughing with your brothers. Fishing, shooting, it don't get no better than that. And then you're given time to spend time with God, and He will talk to you. With the brothers, friends, the things that you're taught, and the things that you think about. Just amazing experience all the way around. What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there. I think sometimes as men, we feel like we're on our own and we've got to do everything ourselves and the weight of the world is on our shoulders and it's our job to fix everything and make everything right and have all the answers. And I think when you come here, you just get really honed back in and reminded that God really is for us, that a, a good father helps you and a good father makes sure you have all the tools you need and the good father comes through for you when you need him and you just feel less alone register today at masculinejourney.org Welcome back to Masculine Journey, and that is Chris Tomlin, and it's from an album where he sings with a lot of different country stars. Uh, on that, there's a country star that sings with him, but I can't remember who it is. But Chris it, Lane. Chris Lane, thank you. A uh, very, very good song. I would encourage you to listen to it on Christmas Eve today because it talks about the different gifts from God. When I was listening to it, the one that really kind of jumped out to me is the feeling of peace when the day is done. You know, when I can get that in a given day, man, that is such a gift. You know, that is, no matter how the day turns out, you know, no matter what happens throughout the day, that if you can have peace at the end of the day, what an incredible gift from God. 
You know, and that's just one of the lines in there. It's it's a great song, Danny. You liked it, I think. You listened to it. Yeah, I did. You sent it to me, and I love the. You know, it talks about you know your family surrounding you, and you know raising. But it made me realize that you know the greatest gifts are those things you have. Yeah. And you know, if you have relationships, if you have, you know, your health reasonably or whatever, I think those are gifts. And, and it's pretty awesome. So yeah, I was going to ask the rest of you guys what you thought of it, but I didn't send it to you. <laughs> I just no, I sent it to Danny A because I knew Danny would listen to it, and some of you would have, and some of you might not have. I might not have if you sent it to me. <laughs> but uh, no, the other thing I know Danny likes country music, so that makes it a little bit easier to. So send what do we think him. about being left out, huh? Uh, you can pray about it. I think uh, <laughs> God will give you peace at the end of the oh, day. Maybe you ought to <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, you know. <laughs> at the end of the day, I've got peace over it, Rodney. Yeah, he's, so he's not first clip, so he got. He got the first uh, email. Yes, Jim. As a real classical fan, my feelings are not hurt that you didn't send that to me. But okay. he did enunciate, yeah. which he doesn't always do. Yeah, yeah. Probably one of the most popular uh, worship leaders of our time. Eh. <laughs> well, statistically, I mean, he's probably sold the most hits. Yeah, and we don't go with Jim for statistics. No, we, we don't. No. no. Long, hard, complicated words, that's where we go with Jim. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually better at statistics, though. Are you? Well, Danny, you're up with a clip, and it's not Andy Griffith. It's not whatever the Tom Selleck show is, Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods. Yeah, Yeah. it's not a lot of things, but it's something that's of that same era. I mean, black and white for a little while, color for a little while. You're back in your childhood, I would think. Yeah, pretty close to my childhood there, so I watched a lot of it growing up. It's Gilligan's Island. Yeah. And I didn't even know they had a Christmas episode. I miss, must have missed that one, you know, outside playing or something. Yeah, when Harold was little, Thurston Howe was only a single dollar heir. Yeah. <laughs> the palm trees were seedlings back yeah, then. He was you know, a was yeah, yeah. He didn't have his money yet. But no, you have a Gilligan's Island clip, so you want to tell us yeah, a little bit about that? Yeah, the scene is they're sitting around, and evidently, you know, every episode there was potential that they would be rescued. And it always fell through. Otherwise, you wouldn't have another episode. So you know, kind of a good plot, I think. But anyway, they, they're talking about, you know, they didn't get rescued and it's Christmas Eve and they're, you know, just kind of down and out. And the Santa Claus character shows up and it's, he looks a lot like Skipper in a red and white suit. And he tells them it could have been worse. And he go, r- runs through these things. And, you know, and then as soon as he leaves, you know, Skipper shows up. Didn't have time to change. But anyway, that's what they're going. And because he's, what are you looking at? But the, the scene is, is you know, that. And they 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 went from being dejected and hopeless to a message of hope. So, play the clip. Christmas Eve. And we're still on this island. <laughs> yes, I thought sure would be home by now. I'm sorry. Oh, Gilligan, it's not your fault. Merry, Merry Christmas! Oh, Merry Christmas to you all! Well, thank you, Santa, but would you care to tell us what we have to be merry about? Why, certainly, good sir. After all, you might have been lost at sea and never reached this island. He's right. That's right. Or you might have hit an island that had no food or water. That's right, too. Or you might have all been enemies by now, instead of the family group that you are, who all learn to get along with each other. By George, the bearded gentleman is right. That's right, good sir, so remember, and be of good spirit. Merry Christmas to all! Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas! <laughs> What's everybody looking at? 
What's everybody looking at? You'll never believe it, Skipper. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Gilligan. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Skipper. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You know, in um, the in the Christmas story, we talk about Jesus you know, is the hope of our salvation. And that was in that scene to me, you know, Santa Claus was kind of the Jesus character and he's, you know, speaking hope and truth into their <laughs> lives. Cause it could have been a lot worse. And I never figured out how they had all that stuff on that little big boat, but they did. But, you know, in any situation in our life that, you know, there's always hope, you know, especially if we have Jesus in our lives, we have hope. And, and I love the scripture. Rodney was in Romans 5. I'm going to go to 15. So we'll cover the gamut there, Rodney. So, um, is, you know, 513, may, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, no matter where I find myself, you know, I, I know when I was out in my addictions and that kind of thing, my mom and my grandma held on to their faith in hope that my life would change. And obviously it did. And the, you know, but there was always a ray of hope somewhere. And, you know, Michelle and I celebrating, you know, 20 years of marriage. And, you know, we talked about it the other night about the journey we had been on in different scenarios and that kind of thing. And it was always that glimmer of hope. And, you know, so I thought about, you know, the eternal hope of heaven and, you know, that no matter what happens on this side of heaven, you know, I've, I've got glory waiting on me, you know, eternal un, unfettered relationship with, with the God of hope. And, you know, and then there's that situational hope that, you know, no matter what we're going through, you know, because Christmas time can be a depressing time for people as well. And, but no matter what, you know, it'll pass. You know, sooner or later, things have got to get better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, you know, whatever you're going through, you know, there is hope. And his name's Jesus. So, <coughs> well, Thank you, Dan. And hope does not disappoint. No. It never does. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get one more clip in. It's uh, a little over a minute, minute 20, something like that. It's my clip. Go figure, right? But uh, I was one of the few people uh, that I knew exactly what I wanted to do when the topic came up. Of course, I did send out the topic, so I had a little bit of time to think about it. But for me, it was pretty obvious that in my season of life right now that Jesus is truly my friend. Yes, he's my Savior. Yes, he's my Lord. All these other things. But to learn to walk with him as friend as I've been learning to do, and God's been fathering me in it, has just been so cool to be able to do that. And so I'm going to go ahead and play this clip and come back and talk about it. It's from James Taylor. When you're down and troubled And you need a helping hand And nothing, oh, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon I will be brighten up 
even your darkest night You just call up my name And you know wherever I am I'll come running Oh yeah babe To see you again got to do is call and I'll be there yeah 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 you've got a friend you know I've liked this song for a lot of years you know I like James Taylor uh, long before I lived in North Carolina and realized he was from North Carolina um, just loved his voice uh, loved the way he could put words together with music and just move in motion but I realized as I thought about this song last week or a couple of weeks ago, it has become not a f- my best friend or, well, yes, my best friend, but not my human friends that I think of when I think of the song. I think of Jesus. And, and the really cool part about it is, is, you know, you don't have to wait on him to get there. He's already there. You just got to ask him. You know, and for me in this song, when he talks about winter, spring, summer, and fall, you know, that's the seasons of life. You know, there's lots of winners. You know, today was not a pleasant day if you're in North Carolina and you worked outside. It was really, really cold. You know, and sometimes there's cold stages of our life when you just need a friend. You just need somebody to lean on. And, and Jesus is always there. You know, I, I used to, when something would go wrong in my life, the first thing I would do is freak out. Oh, no, what am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? And somewhere along the way, that's become, Jesus, what do I do? You know, it, it's become a lot more of turning right to him. And I don't always get a clear answer right away, but I get peace. And I know that it's going to work out. And, and most of the times, as I've talked about before, he's like, it'll be all right. Again, don't know what that means, but it'll be all right. And that's enough. That's a peace that I need. That's the, the word of a friend that I need. And so this is a, a song that will be ever changed for me. And it'll always be about thinking of Jesus. Jim? As I listen to that, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jim Cole, but he's got James Taylor's voice, but he did Christian music back in the 80s, 90s. And I wondered, and and when JT wrote this one, God's all in it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wondered if he was called to do Christian music and dabbled a little, but then Jim Cole came through. I remember talking about that with my wife a bunch of years ago, but I love James Taylor too. Many of his songs are very moving. Yeah, he's literally from like the Charlotte area, and I think his dad worked at Elon, uh, stuff like that. So I mean, Chapel it's, Hill. Oh, was it Chapel Hill? Oh, I'd never heard of that school before. Just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, go, go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. I'll try to get the dates right. The boot camp's coming up March 30th through April 2nd. And the entrenchment is January 27th and 28th, right? That's a Friday and Saturday. So look, if it's not a Friday and Saturday, I probably got those dates wrong, but it's the 27th and 28th. And that is, Robbie, do you remember what that is? F-R-E-E. Free. That's free. The entrenchment is free and it's local. It's in Kernersville. No reason you can't be there. We want to see you there. Go register for it this weekend. You got time. You got five minutes now. Go do it right now. But more importantly, think about the gift of Jesus this week. And we'll talk with you next week. We love you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk with you soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is the Truth Network.